wrapped up, and we'll be back very soon. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. The government plans to help businesses impacted by the latest social distancing measures. New curbs on restaurants and entertainment venues will remain effective for two weeks. And U.S. President Donald Trump backs away from imposing quarantine on badly hit area New York. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Jiang, says the government will launch a second round of subsidy under the Anti-Epidemic Fund to help businesses that were impacted by the latest social distancing measures. Writing in his blog, Mr. Jiang said the subsidy will aim at protecting workers, but he didn't give details. New regulations introduced at midnight are limiting Hong Kong people to gatherings of no more than four. It's part of a wider push for social distancing that's also seen venues such as cinemas and gyms forced to close. Among the first to experience the changes were restaurants, which have had to separate customers and reduce capacities since six o'clock last night. As Natalie Ching reports, police officers and health officials joined a strong push to ensure compliance. We know where is at Chim Sa Choi's normally bustling Knutsford Terrace, a squad of police went door to door, checking that social distancing rules were being applied. As well as speaking to the staff, they asked the handful of customers for ID. Either rules preventing gatherings of more than four people only apply from midnight, and most groups were smaller anyway. Police officers took out tape measures to check tables were far enough apart. In Mongkok, however, some groups of more than four gathered at a cooked food center, while tables remained less than a meter and a half apart. Health authorities say they confirmed another 64 cases of COVID-19 here yesterday. This follows a record 65 cases on Friday and takes the total to 582. Almost all of the new patients had recently returned to Hong Kong from abroad. The Trade Development Council says exports this year are expected to exceed a 2% fall as previously forecast because of the coronavirus pandemic, which has postponed nearly 20 exhibition events planned for this year. The council's deputy executive director, Benjamin Chow, says local firms should think about changes to their mode of operations. Many SME, after the crisis, they have to think about the supply chain, whether or not besides focusing on production in China. When they start the second production line, will they consider somewhere else, including like ASEAN, so that this company can explore the feasibility to open the factory in Southeast Asia? Pro-democracy lawmaker Zhu Hoi Dick says Hong Kongers are merely holding back their anger at the moment and are choosing not to pour into the streets. Speaking on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong program, Mr. Zhu compared the SAR's situation during the global coronavirus pandemic and how democratic societies have been vigorously debating their own government's responses to the crisis. He says in Hong Kong, people have lost patience in asking the government to listen, and only a truly democratic system can guarantee freedoms and affect change. We choose to concentrate all the efforts in winning the coming Legislative Council election. After the landslide victory in the District Council election last November, it is the most important fight amongst all political fights, through which we can have the opportunity to give a real blow to Beijing. The mainland's reported 45 new coronavirus cases, down from 54 on Friday, with all but one involving travelers from overseas. Most of the imported cases have involved Chinese returning home from abroad. Airlines have been ordered to sharply cut international flights from today, and restrictions on foreigners entering the country went into effect yesterday. It's also the fourth consecutive day that Hubei province recorded no new confirmed cases. 
With traffic restrictions in the province lifted, Wuhan is also gradually reopening borders and restarting some local transportation services. The number of coronavirus-related deaths in the United States has surged past 2,000, doubling within just two days. 120,000 people are now infected. A quarter of the deaths are in New York State. President Trump said he no longer is considering a quarantine on New York and its neighbors. He now says that a strong travel advisory will be issued. New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo, said he doubted that Mr. Trump's proposal for a quarantine would be legally enforceable, and he raised concerns about how the crisis was being handled. We have been in a reactive posture from day one with this virus. We're waiting to see what the virus does, and then we're responding. The virus makes another move, and then we respond. No, you don't win on defense. You win on offense. You have to get ahead of this anticipate what's going to happen. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Spain has imposed new nationwide restrictions on people's movements as it steps up attempts to fight the coronavirus. The Prime Minister, Pedro Sánchez, made the announcement after the country recorded 832 deaths from the virus in a single day, its largest number yet. I announced that the Spanish government will approve an exceptional measure tomorrow at an extraordinary cabinet meeting. All non-essential workers, I repeat, all non-essential workers must stay at home for the next two weeks, as they do at the weekend. In Italy, the number of people who died from the coronavirus since the outbreak began has now passed 10,000. 889 have been killed in the past 24 hours. In a further tightening of restrictions, Italy has introduced temperature testing for all new arrivals in the country. The BBC's Jean McKenzie in Italy has more. Early this morning, a German military plane landed in Lombardy, Italy's worst-hit region, to take critically ill patients to hospitals around Germany. Because the outbreak of the virus has been so concentrated in this part of the country, its hospitals are struggling. At first, it was beds and ventilators that were in short supply. But now, it's doctors and nurses. But the rate of infection is slowing down here. Italy is now nearly three weeks into a strict lockdown. And while it appears to be working, the days ahead will now be critical in knowing whether it can hit its peak and turn the page. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has warned that the coronavirus, the coronavirus crisis will get worse before it gets better and urged everybody in the country to stay home to save lives. The warning comes in a letter sent to 13 million households in the country as the number of coronavirus deaths pass the 1,000 mark. Portugal has announced that it will approve all applications for legal residence by migrants because of a backlog of cases made worse by the coronavirus. All asylum seekers who've begun their applications will now be eligible for resident status. Reporting from Lisbon, the BBC's Alison Roberts. Now, with proof of application or of having scheduled an interview, migrants have temporary legal residence and can open a bank account, sign a rental contract and, crucially, access the national health and other services. The Minister of Internal Affairs said the aim was to defend public health as well as guarantee the rights of migrants. Officials have not said how many will benefit, but there is a huge backlog of cases, partly due to staff shortages after years of austerity. South Korea says the North has fired what appeared to be two short-range ballistic missiles into the sea off its east coast. 
A report by South Korea's Yonhap News Agency, citing the country's military joint chiefs of staff, says the projectiles were launched from the coastal city of Wonsan. They flew about 230 kilometers towards the Sea of Japan. This was the fourth in a series of launches this month by Pyongyang, which is continuing to conduct military drills, despite a border lockdown and quarantine measures to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. State media in Saudi Arabia say that at least two ballistic missiles were intercepted and destroyed in the sky above the capital Riyadh and another missile near the southern city of Jazan. It's unclear who fired the missiles, but the Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen have fired missiles over the border in the past aimed at military and civilian targets. Sport, the owner of one of Indian of the Indian Premier League's teams says he's optimistic that the cricket tournament will go ahead in a shortened form later this year. The competition had been due to begin today but was called off even before India announced a lockdown. Manoj Badale, the lead owner of the Rajasthan Royals, feels they have a duty to put the games on. It's not just a, of importance to Indians. It's economically meaningful for some of the best players in the world, the event organisers and the broadcasters that participate and so the trickle-down effect of a tournament as big as the IPL not taking place is pretty significant. So I think we have a responsibility to try and find a way of playing it if we possibly can. Locally, first-team players at one of Hong Kong's biggest soccer clubs are in voluntary self-isolation after the spouse of a staff member tested positive for coronavirus. The Kitchi Club has also announced the closure of its training center in Sha Tin for cleaning and disinfection. It said the spouse returned to Hong Kong from a work trip overseas on March the 18th. Domestic football has largely been suspended since the Lunar New Year holiday. To end the news, our top stories once again. The government plans to help businesses impacted by the latest social distancing measures. New curbs on restaurants and entertainment venues will remain effective for two weeks, and U.S. President Donald Trump backs away from imposing quarantine on badly hit area New York City. The news from RTHK.